0: And welcome to Staying Connected, part of the Equip Project podcast. Amazingly, it's now week 11 of Staying Connected. I can't believe how the weeks have flown by. We wrapped up season one of the Equip Project podcast earlier this week, and we just have one more episode after this of Staying Connected. We're delighted to be joined once again by Tim Graham, For this week's episode, Tim is a really good friend of mine and has been a huge blessing to me in my walk with the Lord over the years. He's going to be speaking to us from John chapter 20, and I really hope it's a blessing to each one of you guys. Um, He's asked me to read from verse 24 of John 20, so I'm going to do that now. Now Thomas, one of the twelve called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. In my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God and that by believing, you may have life in his name.
1: There are a few mentions of Thomas in John's Gospel such that I think we get the flavour of the type of man that he is. He was a loyal, devoted friend and follower of Jesus, yet he always seemed to be the one that was prone to a pessimistic negative state of mind. No doubt he would rather say that he was a realist, but he found it easier to imagine the next step in life to be a potential disaster rather than a step on the pathway of peace and joy. As we come to the close of the Gospel, it's not a surprise that three days after his own friend and colleague Judas had betrayed them, and his Lord was publicly humiliated and crucified, Thomas wasn't with the rest of the guys. It was all still so raw. Can't you imagine? I presume he got the invite as the disciples of Jesus closed themselves away together, but he couldn't face being stuck in a lockdown house with the others just yet. I mean, what even was there to say? All of his very worst fears had somehow been superseded with what had actually happened. You can imagine, can't you, the thoughts in his mind, years of hope crushed, The journey with Jesus was over. Judas had sold us out. Jesus is dead. Jesus is buried. Jesus is gone. And we're locked down now in Jerusalem, fearful for our lives, uncertain how to step into a very unknown future. Thomas would have struggled with the platitudes on social media and car bumper stickers. It's going to be okay. This too shall pass. It always works out okay in the end. "'Does it?' he would have asked himself. "'Really? Who say so? "'Sometimes life right now is just hard and unfair and cruel. "'So while the rest of the disciples were in self-imposed lockdown together, "'he was alone, or at least he made his own plans. "'Perhaps he was less Thomas the doubter and more Thomas the despairing "'or Thomas the dejected. "'Yet, despite the sympathy, that I have for Thomas. When the disciples reported to Thomas what he had missed that evening when they were together in that locked-down house, that they had actually really, truly seen the Lord, Thomas should have known better than to doubt. We can understand his scepticism, that such a truly amazing thing, could it be true that Jesus is alive? But Thomas did have evidence. Surely he knew this was no ordinary man that he had devoted his life to. He... Jesus himself had taught them that he was God. And yet, despite what the others described, he refused to open his mind, to let his heart believe, to take the disciples at their word. He got lost, feeling too sorry for himself, and he wouldn't believe it. As we've read, the following Sunday, it would seem that they were still together in lockdown. And this time, Thomas was there. And again, in great kindness Jesus appears his words are careful and wise peace be with you then Jesus revealing that he saw and heard and knew the conversations that had gone on between them in the prior week turns to Thomas looks him in the eye and carefully says put your finger here and see my hands and put your hand and place it in my side do not disbelieve but believe Oh Thomas, he had been loyal to Jesus and he had sorely missed him and he surely had mourned him since he saw him hang lifeless on the cross. But now the challenge was different. Could he suspend his sulking skepticism? Do not disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas struggled to get there. He is not the model response to the good news and the evidence the disciples reported to him from the week before. But his words here, as the risen Jesus stands before him, are the climax of John's gospel record. He looked at Jesus, his master, raised back to life again, carrying the wounds that revealed his crucifixion, now on a resurrected body. And Thomas's skepticism dissolved in an instant as he exclaims, my Lord and my God. I can just imagine John sitting back at his writing desk, Years later, as he remembers that look on Thomas's face as he looked back at Jesus and the utter simplicity of that rep- profound response, my Lord and my God, well, it sums up the whole gospel message perfectly. It's how John set out and started his record back in chapter 1 and what he signposts chapter by chapter until we reach this pinnacle here with Thomas's declaration of his newfound faith Jesus, the Word, was God, and it's recognized and verified and to be shared far and wide. Jesus does make us decide who do we think he is. For Thomas and the early disciples, they had to change their long-held religious ideas and beliefs that They had been waiting for a a, a messiah who would be a a national hero and governed with power and strength, not this provincial man who would be crucified and humiliated on a cross, but then who would then show himself to be God incarnate by the resurrection to a few. But this stretched their minds and their hearts, Uh, but yet the resurrection of Jesus from the dead left them with no other option. And what's more, as Jesus stood with those disciples in Jerusalem in the first century, he gave a special promise of blessing to all those who would come after them and receive this gospel message by word and faith. Jesus speaks to Thomas, recognizing him to be correct and completely appropriate in his response. He says, you believed because you saw. But then he goes on and says, blessed are those who have not yet seen and yet have believed. Jesus has here in his sights something better than Thomas's experience. Something larger, something worldwide, something eternal and lasting. And the author here, John, had seen the grave clothes and believed. Thomas here had seen the Lord Jesus' body and believed. But soon the news of Jesus and his resurrection will go out to more than just the select few in that place and that time but it would spread across the whole world and be passed on from generation to generation. Yes, Jesus would be returning to heaven, to the Father, and those who believe will have to do so without having to seen his resurrection body. And as we sit here in lockdown in 2020, can you imagine if our salvation was not based on faith but rather depended on us going somewhere or seeing someone, making some pilgrimage or some religious duty. We obviously do not see, nor do we need to see, what Thomas saw, and that is a good thing. But we together can share in Thomas's faith, and through the apostles' record and the Old Testament scriptures, we can come to have the same experience of getting to know Jesus like Thomas did. In many ways, it's obvious. How else can you access these historical facts except through the multiple eyewitnesses and their records? And so John, inspired by the Spirit, picked up a quill for this very purpose. And what we have in the common inspired word is more than sufficient. In fact, Peter himself reminds us it's more sure than the private exceptional experience. Faith will come through the word of truth, the preaching of Christ, just like we have it here recorded in this gospel account. And Jesus says real favor with God, to be blessed, doesn't depend on being able to see him, but on trusting the words of his apostles as they bring the message of the risen Jesus Christ to us and eternal life through him. What an amazing comfort we have in the scriptures. And as Jesus stood there in front of Thomas, he knew that the normal run of events would, on the surface, feel very much less spectacular. But he gave us his word to be robust and enduring it's not just built for the unique rare experience but it's for every and for every day so perhaps in lockdown there's a little bit of thomas in us skepticism despair confusion or maybe we've become a, more aware of a multitude of other things our pride our addictions our sorrow the hard corners of our personality well, we have the invitation to encounter the risen Jesus in the word of God and perhaps as we look at lockdown easing and we consider entering into a new world which for some of us may feel like a very unknown future we just like Thomas can bring it all and have it all dealt with by and with the risen Jesus as we walk with him in his word.
0: Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for the reassuring words of the Lord Jesus. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Lord, we're so thankful that real favor with you, O Lord, doesn't depend on seeing Christ physically, but on trusting the written words of the disciples. What a blessing and reassurance that is. Thank you that we have this invitation to encounter the risen Lord Jesus in the word of God. Lord, thank you that in the face of an unknown future, we can have genuine confidence as we walk with the Lord in his word. What a huge encouragement that is, O God. We praise you for the Lord Jesus Christ and we give you thanks for your word and our free access to it. In Jesus' name. Amen.
2: From the breaking of the dawn To the setting of the sun I will stand on every promise of your word Words of power strong to say That will never pass away will stand on every promise of your word. For your covenant is sure, and on this I am secure. I can stand on every promise. I stumble and I sin, condemnation pressing in. I will stand.